As you know by now, I'm a big proponent of CBD to tonify the endocannabinoid system. I've found that it helps people relax and can support restful sleep, a real breakthrough in herbal products. The CBD brand that I take personally and recommend to my patients is Plus CBD from CV Sciences, which is now proud to introduce a new innovation. Plus CBD Daily Balance THC-free. Daily Balance is a daily-use supplement that provides the benefits of CBD without the concern of other cannabinoids like THC causing unwanted effects. Daily Balance contains the purest form of hemp-derived CBD in high concentrations to help you overcome intense challenges to mental and physical well-being. All Plus CBD products are backed by science with clinically researched active ingredients. To learn more and to order, visit pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman and use coupon code Hoffman30 for 30% off. That's pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman for Plus CBD's new Daily Balance THC-free line of oil, soft gels, and gummies. Welcome to Intelligent Medicine. I'm your host, Layla Mutin. I'm a registered dietitian nutritionist here in New York. I work alongside Dr. Hoffman. I also maintain my own private practice. If you'd like to make an appointment, call the office and speak to Liz, 212-779-1744. If you don't already subscribe to the Intelligent Medicine newsletter, you may do so. Go to drhoffman.com and sign up. It's free. Comes out about once a week. And you may unsubscribe at any time. Did you know that irregular sleep patterns are associated with the change of your gut microbiota? That in fact... Irregular sleep patterns may be associated with harmful gut bacteria. There was a study that was published in the European Journal of Nutrition. Um, They looked to find, they were the first to look and to find multiple associations between social jet lag Well, Layla, what's social jet lag? The shift in your internal body clock when your sleeping patterns change between your work days and your free days and diet quality. Isn't that a great phrase? Social jet lag. So this isn't done, you know, it's not the jet lag of flying across time zones, you know, from one coast to another or internationally. It's not that jet lag. It's social jet lag. When on Saturday, Friday, Saturday, you're up later, you sleep in more on the weekend mornings or whatever your days off are, that's social jet lag. So this study in the European Journal of Nutrition, researchers from King's College in London and Zoe, Z-O-E, which is a personalized nutrition company, they were the first to find multiple associations between social jet lag and diet quality, diet habits, inflammation, and gut microbiome composition in a single cohort. 
Previous research has shown that working shifts disrupts the body clock and can increase the risk of weight gain, heart problems, and diabetes. However, there is less awareness that our biological rhythms can be affected by smaller inconsistencies in sleeping patterns due to waking early with an, an alarm clock on work days, for example, compared to waking up naturally on non-work days for people with regular working hours. So the researchers say that we know that major disruptions in sleep, such as shift work, can have a profound impact on health. This is the first study to show that even small differences in sleep timings across the week seems to be linked to differences in gut bacterial species. Some of these associations were linked to dietary differences, but this data also indicates that other as yet unknown factors may be involved. The researchers say that they need intervention trials to find out whether improving sleep time consistency can lead to beneficial changes in the gut microbiome and related health outcomes. Now, the composition of the microbes in your gut, the microbiome, may negatively or positively affect your health by producing toxins or beneficial metabolites. Specific species of microbes can correspond to an individual's risk of long-term health conditions like diabetes, obesity, heart disease. Those, all, those three all seem to go hand in hand. The microbiome, of course, is influenced by the food we consume, which makes the diversity of your microbiome in your gut adjustable. So in a cohort of 934 people from the Zoe Predict study, the largest ongoing nutritional study of its kind, researchers assessed blood, stool, and gut microbiome samples, as well as glucose measurements in those whose sleep was irregular compared to those who had a routine sleep schedule. And while previous studies into the association between social jet lag and metabolic risk factors have been done in populations with obesity or diabetes, this cohort consisted of mainly lean and healthy individuals with most getting more than seven hours sleep per night throughout the week. So previous research has been done in those with other metabolic risk factors, but this, is, this was done primarily with healthy individuals who are lean. Now, the researchers found that just a 90-minute difference in the timing 
of the midpoint of sleep, the halfway point between sleep time and wake-up time, is associated with differences in gut microbiome composition. This is interesting. Having social jet lag was associated with lower overall diet quality, higher intakes of sugar-sweetened beverages, and lower intakes of healthier foods like nuts and fruits, which may directly influence the abundance of specific microbiota in the gut. This is interesting. Three out of the six microbiota species more abundant in the social jet lag group have unfavorable associations with health. These microbes are associated with poor diet quality. They're indicators of obesity and cardiometabolic health and markers in blood related to higher levels of inflammation and cardiovascular risk. So the researchers say sleep is a key pillar of health. This is absolutely true. And this research is particularly timely given the growing interest in circadian rhythms and the gut microbiome, even in a 90-minute difference in the midpoint of sleep, can encourage microbiota species which have unfavorable associations with your health. And previous research has also found that social jet lag is associated with weight gain, chronic illness, and mental fatigue. But think about it. You know, if you think about the social jet lag study, they're talking, they're aimed at sleep. But when we're up late and we're up and we're out, we're not eating eating and drinking in a way that we normally do during the work week, are we? We're out. We're having cocktails. Maybe we're having sugary desserts. You couple that with a change in your sleep patterns. Yeah, but just the fact that you're eating and drinking differently when you're out late, right, on your days off, will impact your microbiome. And that can be causing the proliferation of having the unfavorable microbiota proliferating rather than the favorable. So this is important stuff. The microbiota is responding to everything that's going on in our lifestyle, what we eat, what we drink, how we sleep or how much sleep we're getting. Our stress level definitely is impacting our microbiome and perhaps our feelings are impacting our microbiome. Now, stress will impact our feelings, our feelings, won't they? And stress, we know, causes the proliferation of an unwanted species called, called Candida albicans. You know, stress alone can impact that. And stress alone can alter some of our hormones that also impact our microbiome. Hormones like cortisol, which is a stress hormone, maybe certain female hormones, right? These are all uh, associated 
with stress as well, depending on the time of a menstrual cycle or maybe even postmenopausally. It's interesting stuff. There's a lot more that impacts the microbiome than we know. Now, there is, an, there is a research update on intermittent fasting. Now, you know that the word breakfast literally means to break the fast, break fast, breakfast, because it's the first meal of the day after a period of overnight fasting. Now, once believed to be the most important meal of the day, a burgeoning amount of research is showing that skipping breakfast and widening the overnight fasting window may enhance health on many levels. Now, this is where intermittent fasting comes in. Intermittent fasting, IF, is an eating pattern that emphasizes not what is eaten, but when, with food consumption limited to certain hours of the day. Time-restricted feeding, TRE, is a form of intermittent fasting that focuses on an overnight fast of 14 to 16 hours, creating an eating window of 8 to 10 hours. This eating pattern has become popular primarily because of its positive positive influence on weight management. I call intermittent fasting, time-restricted eating, you know, you know, six, six of one or one half of, of, of a dozen. We're, we're talking kind of about the same thing. So what's the latest weight loss research? Well, in June of this year, a randomized control trial was published in the Annals of Internal Medicine that looked at time-restricted feeding without calorie counting. This was a 12-month trial that randomized 90 racially diverse obese adults to one of three groups. Time-restricted feeding with an eight-hour eating period with no calorie counting, that was one group. The second group was calorie counting that reduced intake by 25%, and the control group, which could eat over a period of 10 or more hours a day. Now, there was no statistically significant difference between the calorie counting and the time-restricted feeding group. However, time-restricted eating was significantly more effective at producing weight loss when compared with the control. The TRE group, the time-restricted eating group, lost just over 10 pounds on average, at the end of the 12 months. And these results are consistent with prior research. A 2020 systematic review of 27 trials found that weight loss of 0.8% to 13% of baseline weight. Five of the 27 trials featured type 2 diabetes patients and found improved glycemic index along with weight loss. 
So think about it. It was the fact that they ate within a time-restricted period, not the calories, because there was no statistically significant difference between the calorie counting and the TRE group, but there was a significant difference between the time-restricted eating group and the, the folks in the control group. So just eating within a certain period of time is helpful. Now, in addition to facilitating weight loss, we know that intermittent fasting has been shown to help with blood sugar control, reduce oxidation, inflammation, the risk of cardiovascular disease, and optimize circadian rhythms, the circadian physiological processes. Research also indicates that intermittent fasting can improve metabolic health, specifically things like blood pressure, cholesterol. And in a 2021 study featuring overweight adults with type 2 diabetes, a 10-hour time-restricted eating window resulted in many benefits, including weight loss, improved blood glucose and insulin sensitivity, reduced dosage of hypoglycemic medications, medications, and enhanced quality of life. Yay, I'm doing a jig of joy right there when you talk about reducing medication. In another systematic review in 2021 and a meta-analysis of randomized controlled trials found that intermittent fasting improved a variety of cardiometabolic risk factors beyond weight, including waist circumference, blood pressure, insulin resistance, compared to control group. An analysis in 2020 looking at inflammatory markers found that intermittent fasting resulted in a significant reduction in C-reactive protein. And in that analysis, intermittent fasting did not affect tumor necrosis factor alpha or interleukin-6 concentrations. Animal studies are showing that IF, intermittent fasting, can also have anti-cancer effects and contribute to healthy aging. So it's likely that human trials are forthcoming. On a cellular level, Intermittent fasting has been shown to positively influence the, micro, the, micro, the, the mitochondria, DNA, autophagy, which removes cellular debris, repairs damaged cellular components, and contributes to proper cellular regeneration. So, and you know, it's not necessarily prolonging the morning before you eat breakfast, you can do intermittent fasting and time-restricted eating in another way. And I'm going to inject a little traditional Chinese medicine here. Traditional Chinese medicine says that we should eat dinner like five, six hours before bedtime. Think about that. So say you finished eating at five and you go to bed at 10, 30, 11 o'clock, finish eating dinner at five. You go to bed at 10 or 11 o'clock. That's what traditional Chinese medicine is talking about. 
as having the best rest so that you're not digesting overnight. You can do intermittent fasting, time-restricted feeding that way, where you finish up eating by 5 or 6 p.m., and then you don't eat breakfast until the next morning after 8 a.m., That way you're not severely prolonging breakfast if you're one of those individuals who wake up hungry. Many people don't wake up hungry. Some people do wake up hungry. So you want to kind of go with what your body is telling you. I don't want you waking up famished and not eating, waking up famished at 7 a.m. and not eating until 11 a.m. There's a better way to do this. Eat your breakfast and then have a late lunch, early dinner and go to bed on a truly empty stomach. This may indeed be the best sleep of your life. I know that's true for me. I really like that when I do a time-restricted feeding where I have a late lunch, I'm done eating at 4, and I'm going to bed at 9.30, 10.30, something like that, and I wake up to eat my normal breakfast. Often I find sleep is best that way. I am normally a good sleeper, but even more so going to bed on an empty stomach. Now, some of you may say, I can't go to sleep when I've got hunger pangs. You may need to wait for those hunger pangs to pass. And that is something that happens if you wait long enough. But you could do the intermittent fasting, aka time-restricted feeding this way too, where you're having a late lunch or a very early dinner and not eating at all before bedtime and then waking up to eat your normal breakfast. You still get the benefit of autophagy, of more insulin sensitivity, of optimizing uh, and reducing risk of cardiovascular disease, reducing inflammation, you know, helping with blood sugar control, all of the above. If you'd like to email me with questions, topics of interest, email to questions at drhoffman.net. That's questions at drhoffman.net. I want to thank you for joining me on another edition of Layla Ways In. This is Intelligent Medicine. This is Layla Mudin, RD. I see patients regularly along with Dr. Hoffman. If you require a nutrition consult with me but live out of town, there's no need to travel to New York City. I have telephone consultations with clients from all over the country. Please visit drhoffman.com for more information. And to set up an appointment, call 212-779-1744. That's 212-779-1744. I look forward to being a collaborator in your health care.